0: Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode.
1: All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to... DIY Money with your host, Quintetro. And Daniel Zolman. All right, Daniel, let's get right into it. Uh, We are talking about a
0: riveting subject matter. You're building it up. I like it. It's riveting. I just love it.
1: And it's called 401Ks. 401Ks. Hey,
0: everybody loves their 401K at their employer. In fact, most people probably check
1: it once a week, but not really. Most people set it and forget it, really, don't they? Uh, for sure, we see the uh, we see this uh, manifest after 20 or 30 years in our uh, in our wealth management firm, where folks come in and go, "I think I'm probably a little too aggressive." And we look at it, and it's uh, 100% stocks, and we go, "Wow, you really are aggressive." And they say, "Well, I set it, you know, 25 years ago, and I didn't ever, I never changed it." and you just go, holy cow. And and I get it because what's, you know, what's there to change? In the realm of your life, it's not the most
0: interesting and riveting thing that you want to spend your weekend logging into and shifting around. And, and uh, to be fair, a lot of people, even if they did think that they should change it, when they logged in, they might be overwhelmed by the options and not even really understand what to change it to. Now, To their credit, a lot of the 401ks companies have come out with these uh, target date retirement plans, which is a step in the right direction. So based upon your target retirement age, they suggest an allocation, which then dynamically shifts over time, which is a step in the right. It's better than the uh, invest in, you know, the all stock, uh, you know, five all stock funds. Forget about it. And then, you know, in the year or two before your retirement, maybe we have major
1: volatility and things are going crazy you don't even know what's going on in your account. So it's it's
0: a little bit better.
1: And I think it's safe to say too that when many people started a lot of these things have evolved over the years. I mean just as you were alluding to but from the standpoint that when someone began there a lot of times there weren't these target date funds. They've added them over the years and of course that came in some cryptic, you know, email or st- Statement that came to your house on, you know, filament paper with 0. .4 font in language that you can't understand, and you just threw it away. I, I mean, I, I get it. I, I get I'm a recipient of that. I am part of not only our firm's retirement plan, but I am part of University of Kentucky uh, Volunteer 403B. And when I get notices from that, it's like, ugh, delete. I don't even—now, thankfully, I know what's going on. I log in there fairly regularly, but I can't fathom somebody who is not in this industry being able to keep up with all the nonsense that is sent. So— That being said, let's go over some basics so you are a little more educated about this thing called a 401k. And oh, by the way, we're going to use the term 401k, but we're also referring to if you are in a uh, educational uh, realm, your 403b. How about a government employee? That is a 457. Uh, And in the event that you are in a small business, often they might have a SEP, S-E-P, Simplified Employee Pension, or even a simple IRA. So our terminology, 401k, will sort of blanket all of those. That's a mistake because they're all different with subtle nuances. That's why they're titled something different. But nonetheless, most people have a 401k or a 403b, and the general principles are the same. So I want to throw that out there so you know if you think, well, oh, I've got a 457, it's totally different, eh, we're going to talk about some general ideas regarding all of them. Is that right, Daniel? Yeah, I think so. So what's a good background of what is
0: a 401k? Well, a 401k or any of these employer-based plans are employer-based retirement plans. So these are dramatically different. Dramatic is maybe a, a stretch there, but they're uh, somewhat different from what would be called an individual retirement plan. That would be things like an IRA or a Roth IRA. Those are things you're doing individually outside of any type of employer. But an employer-based retirement plan, you have to be associated with an employer to invest in these. And more often than not, because of the way that they're designed, there are two portions, to contributions. There are an employee contribution. That's you. That's the money that they're taking out of your paycheck to put into these plans. And then there's something called the employee- er contribution and that is the portion that your employee is adding to match uh, a portion or all of your portion that you're putting in that is what we call the match and in fact that match is what makes employer-based retirement plans so fantastic because that match is set in the plan documents and so what that means is if you more often than not if you don't contribute uh, you don't get a match, but you start contributing and the employer is going to match up to a certain percent or a certain dollar amount. Some uh measure there is what they're going to match up to. You got to check with your individual employer. That is not set by law. So some employers are going to match, you know, uh, half of what you put into up to a certain percent. Some are going to match dollar for dollar up to a certain percent and so forth. But this little match, which becomes a big match over time, is one of the best investment vehicles you have for your retirement, potentially, because it is one of the few guaranteed asterisks. Nothing's guaranteed in investment world, but it's one of the few guaranteed ways that you have to double your money because when you put money in, your employer's going to match it. That's already built in. They're already considering that part of your quote-unquote salary and pay package, so it's high time that you start taking advantage of that.
1: This is one of the areas that people... Uh, don't often factor in as much as they should in their employment selection. And I think that's a mistake. We often will look for or towards the health care portion of an employer's compensation package. What is the medical coverage? What is the health care coverage, et cetera? And rightfully so, since health care is so expensive, such a hot topic, and you have Loved ones, you want to make sure that they are cared for in the event something happens. You don't want to be out on a hook. And so that is important. So often, many employees disregard a company's retirement plan as something to take into consideration. And as I said, I think that's a big mistake. Let me explain why. Let's say you are making approximately $50,000 and you don't have the opportunity to even participate. There is no company plan. Well, what you are missing out on is at minimum, at minimum, let's say, your 6% contribution. Why do I say at minimum? You could obviously do less. You could do three, four, five, et cetera. But I think 6% is usually a good rule of thumb. Why? Why? Because in our next example, we'll show how often plans are designed to match up to that amount. Now, in the environment we're in, both in the current sort of political environment, in the fiscal environment we're in, retirement planning for you is critical. You're obviously listening to this show. Maybe your ideas are to get out of debt, pay off things, et cetera. But at some point in time, you're going to have to take a long, hard look at how you are saving for retirement. And in a company plan is one of the easiest and best best methods by which to do so. If you are not allowed that option, you are giving up on a 6% contribution rate approximately, well, not approximately, $3,000 a year, not including any growth at all. Over the course of a 30-year career, that is $90,000 that you did not have the opportunity. Now, you could do it on your own and other methods, et cetera, but it's after-tax money and there's some different steps involved, but you did not have that opportunity to sock that money away. ninety grand. Now, in many instances, the company will match. It's a tax deduction for them easy to set up, and it's part of their overall compensation package. In the event that that were to be the case, you are then putting in your $90,000. they are putting in their 90000 over time. That's $180,000, not including any growth at all. And the compound interest on that over time is exorbitant. It's going to be a tremendous amount of money. I believe that if you are today... In a job, in a competitive environment where you can make a move to have the potential of having a retirement plan, you are selling yourself short if you do not at minimum explore the options. First step, however, is to simply meet with your boss or the human resource director. Why don't we have a plan? Why don't we explore putting in plan in place? You as the employee can take the initiative. And if your boss or the human resource director says something to the effect of, well, they're just not economical, they're too costly, etc., you got to call that out because here's the deal. There are so many options today where the cost can be significantly low for the company. In fact, you could implement something like a simple IRA as a starter plan That could be nothing or very, very minimal on a monthly basis to at minimum provide that outlet of savings and investing for your employees. And I think that if you are able to broach that subject with your employer, it could go a long, long way. At minimum, they could explore the process and explore the options out there. Simply, you know, calling it DOA uh, before ever ever exploring it, I think, is uh, not prudent at all and certainly not in your best interest. But let us assume for a moment that you do have a plan and your thought is, well, you know, I just can't contribute. Well, you then are robbing your future and and sort of taking advantage of that money today and missing out on that compounded interest and saving for your future retirement and that is a huge mistake because Not only are you not putting money away tax-deferred, but if they are matching, you are literally avoiding taking free money. They are offering you free money for your participation, and you are not taking it, and that is a problem, and certainly not something that can secure your financial future. What other things, Daniel, that uh, folks should should be considering or thinking about when they're looking at a 401k? Well,
0: in today's world, you have uh, the potential that a 401k actually has two really good options for you, and these are going to depend on your personal situation. But a lot of 401ks now offer for the employee contribution side. This is the amount you're putting in. They give you the option of either a traditional 401k, that is you get a tax deduction right now. So uh, when they take that money out of your paycheck, they're not going to withhold any taxes on it. They're going to put the full amount into uh, the 401k as a contribution. And that's the traditional, that's kind of the way that 401ks have been for a long time. That's uh, what people most commonly know. But there's also an option that we're seeing a lot more, and a lot more plans are integrating this option or starting with this option. And that is the Roth 401k option. And that's going to work... Pretty similarly to an individual Roth, and that is you're going to set an amount that you want to contribute in it, usually on a percentage basis. You're still going to pay tax on that amount. That's the difference between the traditional side. So you're going to pay tax on the amount that you're contributing in, but now that is in a Roth retirement account. And so that is going to continue to grow between now and your retirement. And in retirement, when you go to withdraw money out of there, you are not going to pay tax on it the way that you would uh, in the traditional. That's so long as Congress doesn't change anything between now and the time that you retire, which there'd be a lot of political pressure if they did, but it's worth mentioning. Now, for the employer contribution side, even if you select the Roth 401k for your portion, the employer will always be contributing to a traditional 401k, the part that where you don't pay any tax on it. That's because it's compensation that they're giving to you. They want to put it into a, a pot that they don't have to pay any tax on. So it's always going to be set up that way. By selecting the Roth for your portion and the employer contributing to the traditional portion, you are in effect creating basically a tax hedge for retirement. You're setting up two separate accounts, one that you don't pay any tax on withdrawals, one that you do pay tax on withdrawals. That's a great planning tool for your retirement because it allows you to kind of pick in retirement based year to year
1: on kind of your tax situation
0: where you can pull money from.
1: So, Daniel, uh, what are some things? And I know we can't really go into, you know, anybody's individual situation. But what are some things that they could be thinking about if they have the Roth option that you know makes them or steers them one direction or the other? So, why would someone choose a Roth four hundred one k over a traditional four hundred one k? So, rule of thumb here,
0: because it's really uh, all things. Else being equal, it's a decision on whether or not your tax rate now versus your tax rate in retirement is going to be higher when you want to pay that tax. Because you want to pay that tax when your tax rate is the lesser of the two. So if you're in a high compensation environment right now, you're paying at a very high tax rate, but you look at your living expenses and you go, you know, our living expenses in retirement are set to be considerably low. We hope to have the house paid off. We're not going to be paying. Uh, for kids and so forth, and so we can actually live off of a pretty low relative income in retirement. Therefore, putting us in a low tax bracket in retirement versus now, uh, then you may want to go with the traditional option. However, if you're looking at your tax situation now versus retirement, you go well. You know, we might acquire a lot of assets between now and retirement. We want to live uh, a pretty. Uh, healthy retirement. And by that, I mean, you want to do a lot of big things, goals and so forth, a lot of traveling, uh, things that are going to incorporate a lot of expenses beyond your necessary living expenses. Um, or if you look at sort of your your life now, and you look at your life in retirement, and go, you know, it's going to take about the same amount of income. At that point, it starts to shift much more towards the Roth option, because at if that tax rate is about the same, the Roth is going to give you a little bit more flexibility from a management Uh, standpoint as far as tax management goes and since your employer is already contributing to the tax deductible the traditional side having two options a a taxable and a non-taxable portion in retirement gives you just that planning option so uh really it's looking at your tax bracket now versus your potential tax bracket in the future
1: now the other caveat which i think is important is once someone retires What are their options regarding a 401k? And and I want to, you know, talk about this from both an advisory perspective, but also just from a general idea, because I think there's some, there's some general consensus out there that, oh, when I, when I retire or I switch jobs, probably more, more likely uh, for our general audience, when I, when I switch jobs and I have this 401k, what do I do with it? And, and again, I think there's some general consensus. Oh, you roll it in an IRA, et cetera. But that's not always the wisest thing to do. So what what are their options? And what are some things to consider when they're looking at those options?
0: So generally speaking, your options, uh, leaving it with your current employer, unless there's a overwhelming reason, the way the plan's based or something of that nature, why you would do that, that's probably the least uh, sort of beneficial option for you. Uh, there may be some extenuating circumstances out there That you run into but for the most part we'll say that that's kind of the the least best option you're separated from that employer Um, if there's no incentive to leave it you might as well move it somewhere and you have a few options there you can move it uh, as long as it's the same type of plan you can move it to your new employer's plan Uh, that gives you the same uh, sort of benefits and uh, ways that you can approach that plan uh, as you would your current employer plan so that's things Uh, like loans and and so forth that you could take out of your 401k. We won't get into the nuts and bolts of that, but there are some benefits to having it in your current employer's 401k. You can roll it out into an IRA. That could be self-managed. So that is going to take a little bit more uh, intentionality and effort on your part, whether it's going and getting an advisor who's going to advise you on those funds, uh, or whether or not you're going to pick a a fund or some sort that you invest in, uh, you can roll it out into an IRA. Now, I would say if you are rolling it from a 401k to an IRA, one of the things you're going to want to look at is making sure uh, that that is a roll over designated account, because that's going to uh, allow you some potential benefits to, if you wanted to put it back into an employer plan in the future, some benefits with that. So those are basically your two options, roll it to your new employer uh, or roll it into a individual account. Now Roth 401k, small, weird kind of exception here. There's, there's not a lot of benefit when you retire to keeping um, the funds in a Roth 401k designation. Now, there, there's always going to be some, some odd circumstances, but generally speaking, it's good to go ahead and get that into its own individual Roth account. The reason is, funky rule, Roth 401ks have a required minimum distribution. Roth IRAs do not have a required minimum distribution. During your lifetime, and so you do want to potentially move those over before you hit that RMD uh, time period for a Roth 401k.
1: Couple caveats here uh, to consider: you need to check with your uh, existing plan. Let's say you move a job and you've got a stranded 401k out from another job, and you think, "Oh, I should just roll this in." You need to check and make sure that that is that that plan is designated to allow that. Most most do but you want to just double check what are the benefits well the benefits are number one simply having it in the same spot having it you know uh, in one one house not getting multitude of paperwork not you know allowing it to be stranded you know that sort of thing but in addition and this is something that i don't, certainly don't advocate but in the event you ever had a liquidity issue a liquidity crisis A lot of plans, a lot of 401Ks allow, now some don't, it's another thing you have to check into, but a lot of 401K plans, 403Bs, et cetera, allow you to borrow tax-free from your plan and pay that back with contributions. Now, it's not something that we certainly advocate. We're not going, oh, you know, don't don't, uh, pay cash, borrow from your 401K. That's, no. But sometimes life happens and sometimes something is, is needed to be paid and there is no money. And in the event of uh, I've had this happen, somebody says, Well, I'm thinking about cashing out my 401 K. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. You cash that out now, not only are you gonna owe ordinary income tax, but you're gonna be hit with a pretty hefty 10% penalty on the full amount, not net of taxes. So if you're pulling out, you know, fifty grand, that fifty grand's coming on as ordinary income. And you're paying a $5,000 penalty. So ultimately, you can pretty much just cap it by 40 or 50% that you're going to lose right off the top. As opposed to calling up your administrator and saying, hey, can I borrow from my 401k? And in a lot of instances, they say, yes, you can. Except you have to pay it back with some interest. But your contributions, your subsequent payroll deductions go towards paying that So if you had a stranded 401k outside and you were not dealing with it or not doing anything with it, then rolling it into your existing one could potentially give you more borrowing power. Again, it's simplification, keeps it all in one place, et cetera. But in the event you ran into a liquidity issue and you needed that, it is available to you. Now, there are some different rules as well, but once you retire, a lot of people are just under the assumption, well, The best thing to do is roll it into an IRA. Now we have a lot of folks that we work with in our firm, and they want us to manage that. They want us to care for those investments. And it's difficult to do when it is in a plan. But that's not always the best option either. If you are a self-directed person, and you are perfectly fine managing within the confines of your 401K, and you have the option to keep it there, that is something that you must look into. You have the option to keep it there. Sometimes it is the lowest cost possible and option for you to keep it in place. And what you have to be aware of is what the plan says about distributions past your death. You want to make sure that there's no weird caveat there that makes your beneficiary have to take it out immediately following your death because then, without rolling it into another IRA... They're going to suffer those tax consequences just as you would if you withdrew it all. So again, there's a lot of caveats in there, and I don't want to get too far off the beaten trail. First thing to consider is simply participating, making sure you're taking maximum advantage. And if you're an employee who doesn't have a plan, I would broach the subject with your employer. If you're an employer who doesn't have a plan in place, I would start exploring your options. There are a lot of plans out there that you can put in place to benefit your employees that cost very, very little money. If you are an employee who is not participating, I would start participating immediately, especially if your plan has a match provision. On top of that, I think it's just rudimentary, and we don't need to go down too much of this road, but I love the target date fund, selecting a target date fund, putting it on autopilot, rebalancing, etc. It's all done for you in a target date fund. And In the past, these things had additional layers of fees. Most of the time now, they do not have those additional layers. They are one of, if not the best investment in the option, not, not recommendation, but certainly what we advise clients to do that are self-directing on their own and their own plans uh, in our firm. On top of that, exploring all of your options and understanding your tax ramifications for Roth IRA or Roth 401k versus uh, regular 401k, and then what to do with any outside 401ks possibly combining them, et cetera. Anything else we need to add to this, Daniel? I think that covers most of it. Okay. You've been listening to DIY Money. We always appreciate your input, your feedback. Please let us know your thoughts. Give us a review and please check out our website, diymoney.org. And remember, friends, secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so For a very long time. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that
0: we have on the blog, DIYMoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.